Hello, my name is Taylor Clement. I'm the head of school at Kirk Day School. And I'm Katherine Matthews. I'm the school nurse. And today we're going to be talking about the human body, <laughs> uh, something that I am not well versed to discuss uh, on almost any level, but Catherine, I believe you are. A little bit. Yeah. So this is kind of the annual thing that we've done, especially since we started doing the podcast. Uh, but for grades four, five, and six, every year in the spring, um, you know, baby birds are hatching, flowers are blooming, and we have body talks with our fourth, fifth, and sixth graders. So that's kind of what we're diving into today. Yeah. Bring it, on all of the cringy, delightful things of puberty. Yes. Uh, so just as a point of reference, parents, if you are listening in the car, uh, we'd say maybe for this one, uh, turn it down. Uh, if, if not, just listen uh, through AirPods or some type of Bluetooth device, um, or maybe when the kids aren't in the car, just out of respect to, to that, um, this podcast will be geared towards our fourth, fifth, and sixth grade parents as our fourth, fifth, and sixth graders get a talk uh, once a year, and we just try to talk about um what their bodies are going through. And I would say a few years ago, uh, one of the things that probably shocked me the most, at least, for, was uh, when I learned that we should be having the talk, the big birds and the bees talk, much younger. And it gets younger and younger every year. And, and now I'm very much a believer in that, having children of my own and knowing the questions that come. But uh, our goal is to partner with parents. It's not the one, we don't believe it's our role to just run in and jump and say, hey kids, here, here's what you've learned at school today, so go home and talk to your parents about it. But it really is to say, here's some great questions, here's how God has designed you. Now, we want to help parents be equipped in that as well. Yeah, and that's a great distinction, Taylor. I think our hope in having this conversation about changing bodies with our fourth, fifth, and sixth graders is not to um, to jump the gun at having the big sex talk with the kids, right. but to normalize what they're going through and the changes that they are experiencing, their friends are experiencing, and help to just kind of bring that into a normal conversation at school. Because a lot of times I'll have kiddos that need to come get a change of clothes for different reasons or um, they may, you know, not be feeling so great or things that are going on with their bodies because they're going through puberty right. um, crop up at school and it affects and interferes with their time here. And so we want to talk about it. We want to normalize it. We don't want them to feel shame um, when they have to come and and let us know about things that are going on during their school day. Right. And we also want to prep you as parents for the questions that are going to come up because of the conversations we're having here at school. Right. And, and so my son is in third grade. Uh, he's on the cusp of being a part of this talk. And I keep thinking, um, what would that be like to be in there with my son? And uh, there, there's uh, John Spencer, the, the director of youth ministries here at the Kirk. Uh, his dad was the one at his school growing up that would do the talk. And he would very purposely, he said his dad would, would sit everybody down and be like, hello, I'm John Spencer's father. <laughs> Just to embarrass him and to like call it out immediately because he knew that's what everybody was thinking. And he said as a kid, it was horrifying. Uh, but as an adult, it's, it's kind of hilarious. And honestly, on this side of it, it's hilarious to watch <laughs> those boys. Oh my gosh, the boys are amazing. But, you know, the goal is to, to 
be able to broach some of the subject and say, hey, this is, this is the way God created you. There's purpose and intent in the way that God created you. Let's have a conversation around it. But it, we do think it's our, our, our ability and really our responsibility to push kids right to mom and dad to have mm -hmm. the, the bigger discussions. Absolutely. And um, we've always brought our, our good friend Molly Footsie in uh, usually for these, but, but this year didn't necessarily work out. Um, and if you want to, you know, ping Molly's email, um, I'm sure that any parent probably could, although I don't know if she would necessarily be, be um, excited about that. But that's, <laughs> that's neither here nor there. Molly's great, though. But this year, it's, it's us. We're going to do this in-house. But, you know, Catherine, let's, let's start for a second. You know, having the conversation with the kids, um, we want to expose them appropriately to prevent that shame. But as you as you're thinking through it, you know, kind of talk through for a minute. Just so I'm a parent. Let's say I'm a parent of a third grader, which I know I am. But let's say um, somebody's going, "Oh my gosh, my my kid's on the other side of that," or "Oh, well, my kid has older siblings. They've heard about this stuff mm -hmm. plenty." What's the goal? What's kind of the intent going into this conversation for for boys and or girls? Yeah. So I think in my head, there's two big goals. One is just to say. Listen, we are we're a Christian school. We believe that the Lord created us and that we are fearfully and wonderfully made. And that includes not only our hearts, that includes our bodies. Yeah. That is an integral part of who we are. And, um, and the Lord called our bodies good. And there are so many things um, about us that are so good, even if they're a little cringy at this age yeah. and with these conversations going on. And so the first big objective is truly just to remind these kiddos, um, because they need a lot of reminding at this point, that their bodies are good, that there is dignity in how the Lord has created them, um, what they look like, the changes that they're going through, and that it's also really normal that every human on the planet um, has gone through these changes as they grow up. And growing up is hard. Like oh. they are um, experiencing things that they don't understand for the first time. They're hearing about things from friends. They're being exposed to things on um, social media and on YouTube and um, and they have a lot of questions and curiosity. And our role um, as we partner with parents is to say, hey, your body is actually good. The Lord loves you. He delights in you. He made you exactly how he wanted you to be. And there's some like really weird things that happen during <laughs> puberty and let's call them what they are right. let's laugh let's admit that they're cringy let's you know we're going to actually talk about body parts with proper names and i promise you every kid in, not a wee wee and a hoo hoo not a wee wee and a hoo hoo <laughs> uh yeah but every kiddo in there is going to absolutely be so embarrassed and cringe yeah, when i use proper names for body parts it's phenomenal it, it just just as a point of reference i mean the boys literally fall out of their chair like they cannot <laughs> believe it and and it is it, it, it the only thing that i can say that it would slightly resemble in in these rooms is a zoo and I'm talking monkeys swinging from, from you know, the, the ra rafters and other animals just falling over, playing dead. I mean, it's it's amazing 
but the idea is we, we'll, we'll shoulder that, that burden for you parents, but then you got to do some of the work. We want you to do some of the work because we, you know, a great adage that uh, Catherine, you and I've talked about is you never want your child to be the first to know. You never want them to be the last to know. You always want to keep your child with, with you know, within a, within a healthy balance. Um, you don't want to shelter them too much. You also don't want to overexpose them at an early age. And this, this is all very proper and, and godly exposure to bodies, not anything that they would come home going, well, you know, Mr. Clement or Ms. Matthew said this, and, you know, parents are going, oh my goodness, what are, no, right. this is all going to be very normal, but we won't, won't want them to be surprised. That's, I think that's the biggest thing is that even if it's two, three years away for the, for them, we don't want them to be shocked and not knowing and did not feel safe going to a mom and dad. Yeah. And I think that's, you know, when I said there are two kind of big goals that I have in my mind, that's actually the second is helping them, especially our younger kiddos, so say fourth graders or, you know, fourth, fifth or sixth who ne- haven't necessarily gone through these changes in their own bodies yet. But the truth is they're going to hear things from their friends. Right. They're going to see things online. They're going to be exposed. And more than likely, they all have been already. But they're going to be exposed to things that feel overwhelming or shocking or surprising. And part of our naming these things and talking about them so openly at school is helping them develop an understanding of, oh, this is one of those kind of areas that feels super cringy, but I know that I can talk about it in certain contexts, and I know that there are safe adults, my parents, my teachers, the nurse, the head of school, they're safe adults that I can go to when another kiddo says something that completely, you know, kind of freaks them out or is something that they have not been exposed to. And so by having the conversation um, and making it more open um, in, a, in a dialogue, I hope that we can help these kiddos not only know that their bodies are good, but also learn to protect their bodies yeah. and to protect their minds and their hearts. But but there's just a lot that they need to be protected from, and they need to know that there are adults that are safe to talk to, um, primarily mom and dad, but also other adults that they can have these conversations with, and it, it doesn't have to be scary. So let, let's talk about the, the thing um, for, for boys specifically, and, and I, think, I think more and more for girls, but the curiosity <laughs> the curiosity quotient is going to be high, but what we, and I think where I see this role um, being stronger and stronger for us as a Christian community with covenant children specifically is the fact that they have more freedom than ever and more resources than ever to explore their curiosities in the wonderful World Wide Web. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so they can, they can search. And honestly, it's, it's, it's really funny. I, you know, even last year, I, there was a, there was a student, a young man who searched a, a, um, non-proper name for male parts. And because we have a filter on our system and every child ha- has this, it came up and I got a report about it. So see the child in the hallway one day and he's coming uh, to my office to get the recycling awesome kid no questions whatsoever about this kid's character 
this would be one where I would very much assume, still an assumption, but assume he heard somebody use this term, what does it mean? Yep. And he Googles it. And he Googles it at school, so he's going to get caught. So he comes to my office, and, and I said, hey, I saw you Googled that word. And he goes, nope. <laughs> I was like, okay. I go, I know you Googled that word the other day because I got a report about it. And he goes, oh. I said, yeah. I go, hey, totally normal to be curious. And I just said, go home and ask dad. I think yeah. that would be a great conversation to have. That was it. That's all we've ever spoken of it. Yeah. Of that, of that moment. But the two things is number one, I knew this was a curious kid and the curiosity was clear, but we want to protect our kids right. in these moments. I'm so glad he searched that at Kirk Day School and maybe he didn't even search it on somebody else's phone or at a friend's house, but he searched it here where there were some parameters and that gave us the opportunity to speak in to say, hey, go talk to dad versus what else this child could have been exposed to had they right. clicked Google and then even images which is what yeah. a lot of kids are doing to, to they don't want to read they want to see yeah well and it it makes sense you know we we have talked about and kind of joked about growing up in households where especially christian households yeah. where it is sex puberty any of this is just not talked about and so it becomes so taboo that good godly right curiosity um is left with this vacuum of, oh, I can't broach that subject with my parents or I can't broach that subject at school because that is so off limits, they won't even mention it. And so I'm going to go outside of those places to find the answers. And that's where you do, you, you run into, especially right now with what is readily available for them as they go searching for those answers. Um, they run into so much more than they bargained for, and they don't know how to process the information they get. And so being able to name it at home with your kids and for us to be able to name it here at school and for them to know it's okay um, to ask questions or to, um, yeah, to, to have a conversation um, about things that feel a little cringy in a safe environment, and we're gonna talk about, in these talks we talk about what is appropriate and what's not at school, right. and what's that, appropriate and what's not with your friends, and we, it's not just kind of open conversation around here about anything they wanna talk about. There are <laughs> definitely parameters. Uh, thank you for that, that qualifier. Yeah. yeah, but it does give them a context of saying, oh, I can ask parents, I can right. ask safe adults, these conversations aren't so taboo that I need to look elsewhere. Right. And, you know, going back to that, we don't want it to, the, the conversation around puberty to only be, um, and, I, and I was looking this up a second ago, Luke uh, 2.52, Jesus grew in wisdom and stature. That's it. That's all we say about Jesus in his puberty. Next. <laughs> and and I get like that, that doesn't necessarily... Um, dissuade us from from the purity of christ that that's that's not the point versus a song of solomon right which is flooded with with visions of of relationships um and so we want to make sure that, that our kids have that that healthy balance um with that so let's go to this ne next part though Catherine. what are we going to talk about mm, with them yeah. 
and and let's get into some of the content so that mom and dads know and that they can be prepared yeah so this year we really are just focusing on the changes that happen to your body as you're going through puberty so for girls that means breast development it means periods it means hormonal changes that equal acne or body odor or hair growth in weird places So it's truly like focusing on the physical body changes that are happening to these kiddos as their bodies are growing up. And we'll hit a little bit on um, emotional and relational changes, but we don't go into much depth on that. Um, But as as they're growing up and becoming teenagers and then young adults, There is so much, as we all know, that comes along with those hormones and um, and changing bodies that is not just physical. So what we're focusing on really is the physical changes because that is tangible. And it's also probably the scarier part for them as it starts to happen. Yeah. And and to that end, you know, even for boys, we're going to talk about some of the muscular development and they begin to change and their voice cracks and, you know, they go through the whole thing of what all that looks like and feels like. Um, And and so we'll be getting into some of that. And it's not to, again, uh, expose unnecessarily. It's to to let them know what's happening, to give them a roadmap of what their bodies either are doing or will do. And to be able to also tell them, go home and talk to mom and dad about it. Um, that, and I, I want to I wanna continue to reiterate that point. And, and really the vision that, that you and I have talked about is, um, as a parent, when, when you're in the pool with your kid, you, know, you, you want your child to go to the edge of the pool, and then you want them to jump to your arms. And that is exactly what we're trying to accomplish here. Yeah. Nothing dangerous, nothing. Uh, we don't want them running around the pool because we all know as summer gets ready to approach, we do not run at pools. <laughs> um, goodness. You safety will, first. Safety first. You will get, <laughs> that whistle will be blown quickly by lifeguards where we go to the pool. <laughs> um, but, but you take that aside uh, and you go, you know, you want your child to be ready. And when it's their time to jump, you want to be ready for them. Um, and that they can trust you and that they're not jumping to a friend. They're not jumping on top of someone else. Yep. They're not pushing someone else out of the way or into the pool. Yeah. That instead it is their, it's, it's their time. And so that, that's really going to be our, our goal. So long, longer illustration than I anticipated, but yeah, that's, yeah. that's no, what we're it's wanting. good. And it, you know, there's so much in, um, in talk about puberty or images that we see online or, just in the culture around us that is not dignifying. And one of my hopes in this is that they hear from us that because the Lord made them and delights in them and their bodies are good, that they have dignity, their bodies have dignity, but not only them, but their classmates, their friends and you know, for the for the fifth grade boy, that the fifth grade girl who sits next to him has dignity, and it's there's something about protecting your own dignity and protecting one another's that is so hard for all of us, but especially at this age, yeah. and so helping them learn um, by naming it, by being open about it, but also by modeling hopefully for them what it looks like to be kind 
and to dignify ourselves and one another. Well, and I would say if there's one thing that is kind of the monster for private Christian schools right now, it is this really harsh speak and a lack mm-hmm. of dignity to the other. Yeah. Um, and it's it's one of those things that I think that we're, I say I think we are already working uh, really hard on, on what are we going to be doing to educate these children in, in their speech and that the way they're treating one another. But then furthermore, when it comes to um, when it comes to something so sacred and that has so many ramifications to your identity, your identity in Christ, and your identity as a future husband, wife, mother, father, etc., there's a lot of ramifications that this type of language has. Absolutely. Particularly in our society. And so, um, and especially when you have a society screaming that it can be changed and that, that it's fluid, that if you don't feel this way, then it, you may be something else. And we want them to have... Um, a really strong understanding of who they are and who God made them to be, not who they think they ought to be um, necessarily. And so let, let me ask you this, though. When, when you mention that, give, give it an example of maybe something that's not dignifying that our kids might be exposed to mm. on, on maybe a semi-regular basis. Um, and just w- whether it's media, culture, w- what are you thinking there? Yeah, that's a great question. I think the thing that actually jumps to mind first is, apart from our particular time in history and our particular culture, is kiddos this age just have a tendency to tease one another. Yeah. And we tease one another um, about things that we ourselves are insecure about about um, things that we are uncertain about or feel shame about. And this time of year, I feel like by the end of the school year, when teachers are tired, parents are tired, kids are tired, um, those things, and it's also spring and there's spring fever and, you know, but there, it feels like there is an increase in those relational dynamics where we we butt heads with one another or we're unkind to one another because we're not we're not as careful as we were when we first started school and we were kind of on our p's and q's and so there's something about the end of the school year where this is just on my mind more because of the season um but yeah it's it's the normal teasing the normal um poking fun at or um, talking about who likes who or a girl that's on her period or someone who's gained weight or, you know, like all of the things that come up that are really particular at this age. And I think, you know, we all know if we've done any level of counseling that those childhood memories really do shape us. Right. And the things that happen at home are so vital, but they're also as they grow into teenagers, their friends become such a huge part of their life and part of that identity. And so trying to help them understand that being kind to one another um, shapes other people and it shapes them. And I keep thinking, as we're having this conversation, I keep thinking about Paul talking about the church as the body of Christ. Mm. 
And he talks about, you know, we all are different parts of the body and we have different functions. And he talks specifically about parts of our body that need more, um, they require more dignity and care. And he talks about like our private areas of our body as needing more dignity and we don't show them publicly and we don't, you know, put them in the light. And I think that's the level of care for one another um, that I long to see these kiddos start to show and emulate because it's so needed for them and it's so evident of heart that is changed by the Lord and, and following the ways that we were created to be and created to be in relationship with one another. And so dignifying ourselves and dignifying each other is part of what it means to be in the body of Christ together. Well, that's really well said. Yeah, and that's that's a struggle for these kids. It's a struggle for all of us. Well, that's, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I think yeah, those are big goals for a conversation with right. fourth, fifth, and sixth graders about their bodies. Um, but I do hope that as parents are listening to this, that you're able to hear kind of some of our heart for your kiddos and some of the things that we long for for them, not only while they're at school with us, but just as they grow and become adults and become people that the Lord has made and delights in. And we want them to learn how to delight in themselves and one another to the glory of God. Absolutely. And I think that that's a huge thing that a lot of kids, if they are made fun of for something small, Mm -hmm. something, something that's slight, that they take that on is a huge, huge, huge target when in reality it's so small and that's not who they are. Right. That's a, that's a great way to put it. Well, we're going to end there. And so, you know, parents, as this comes, we would just say, just be aware. Uh, be aware that it's coming, but we also just love your kids and want them to, to love the way that the Lord created them. All right, we'll see you next time.